Before I send them to class, I want to let you in on something. Since we're talking about family. Uh, do me a favor and get me do the running me four and forty. Do the running me four and forty. The King James Version just put it up on the screen. Four and forty. I want you to see this just for a minute. I'm gonna let them go to class. It's, it says, "Thou shall keep it." He's talking to you and to me. I shall keep therefore his statutes and his commandments which I command thee this day that it may go well with thee you're not ready God said now if you would do what I tell you to do it's going to go well with you Just tell the people on your own, say, now, if you do what God said, it's going to go well with you. And say, from the looks of things, you needed to go well with you. Tell them, say, but matter of fact, I know I needed to go well for me. So he said, if I do, do what he say, it's going to go well with me. Now watch this. Watch this. And with thy children after thee. So it gonna go well with you and your children if you do what God say do. Now raise your hand if you really needed to go well with you and your children. Somebody just shout whole household, whole household. The whole household. Come on shout it, the whole household. Then he went with another conjunction. He said, and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth. Y'all see that? In other words, when the devil want to cut you short, God said, uh huh? I'm going to live a long time. Hallelujah. And after this, I'm going to live eternally. Which the Lord thy God giveth thee go and go and beg for it. God said, if you just do what I tell you, this going to happen for you on earth and forever. Somebody shout forever. It's going to happen forever. So if I do what God tell me to do, let's see if I got this right. He tell me that it's going to go well with me. So all of the haters and the naysayers and those that are counting us out, it doesn't matter right now because if I do what God tell me to do, it's going to make you upset. It's going to make you mad because it's going well with me with the world complaining about everything else. And not only that, but God said I'm going to bless your children too. That's the bonus. That's the benefit. I need God to make it well with me and my children. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, and my children. Hallelujah. So you got to decree and declare that my, it's going to be well with me and my children, my whole household. 
and he's going to prolong my days on the earth. God has need of you. Hallelujah. I'm looking at some folks. Y'all going to live a long time to see it happen. God sake forever. You're going to see more than you thought that you were going to see. You're going to experience more than you thought that you were going to experience. Hallelujah. So it's going to go well with me. Say that way. It's going to go well with me. And it's going to go good with my children. All I got to do is do what he says. And I can have what he got. Come on, put your hand together and give God praise. Oh, that scripture blessed my life when I saw it. So, you all know that First Lady and I went out of town and we had an awesome time. Hallelujah. Amen. And when we got back the Friday, Friday, sometime, late Friday. But it had, we had an awesome time. We had to get away for a little minute. Uh, it took a little minute with the hips and head and just really relaxed and rest. Just, just me and mother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Got a little R&R and, R and uh, we're back in the saddle now. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just thank God for that woman of God over there. She's just... The apple of my eye. Blessing to the body of Christ. Y'all give God praise for that, that's your That's your elect lady right there. Come on. That's the one that God chose for this season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless God for it. Amen. Whether you know it or not, you will stand beside a blessed person in this building right now. Will you agree with me? Will you agree with me? You standing beside a blessed person in this building right now. Would you believe me? I tell you, they're anointed to bless your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you don't sense that anointing that they carry on them standing right there beside you don't sense that anointing that they got on them right there, right there, like that. Come on, somebody say that. I'm, I'm anointed to be a blessing. Amen. He said, I bless you to be a blessing. You're so blessed that today you're going to be looking for somebody to bless. This week you're going to be so blessed, God. You're going to be looking, who can I bless? I'm so blessed. I, I got to find me somebody. Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Hallelujah. The have have been told concerning your life yet. I know you said, well, you know, I'm kind of over the hill. I'm like, no, who told you that? Baby, you just getting started. They just don't know it. They just don't know it. Who am I talking to? Just, just holler at me and say, I'm just getting started. Hallelujah. See, what I learned how to do, I done put my past behind me. And I'm pressing toward the mark. Oh, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. 
Anybody done put all that old stuff behind them? Have you noticed that the devil can only use what you have already done? He reminds you of what you used to do. He'll never tell you about your future. He always tell you about your past. Well, I'm gonna let my past be in the past. I'm gonna put the past behind me and I'm gonna walk toward the mark of the high calling in Christ. Anybody feel like pressing and moving forward? If they're gonna be any movement, it's gonna be forward movement. I refuse to go backwards. I've learned from my past, but I don't want to revisit it. Hallelujah. I've learned too much from that back there. Learned what not to do and what to do. Amen. So God is just, I can feel the pressure in your back. He's pushing you forward. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, we're moving forward now. Put your hands together and give God praise, will you? Come on, children's church leaders, would you come? Let's give our children's church leaders a great big hand. They're going to do a great job today. I already know it. Let's give our children a great big hand. Let's give them a hand. All right, they're going on to children's church. You can sign them in. All right, the rest of y'all going to be in here with me. They're going to take my woman of God over there done sucked us into a coma. Now something wrong if you don't recognize the anointing that's on that woman of God's life. I'm going to tell you that right now. Something is absolutely wrong with you. Come on, let's give it up for Vengeance, Stephanie. Let's give it up for the praise team. Let's give it up for the band. I really feel good in my sanctified soul today. A lot of people ain't saying they sanctified no more. Hallelujah. Sanctified. Holy Ghost filled. Fire baptized. Hallelujah. Forgive me if I run a little bit today because I'm feeling some kind of way up in here. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, let's start with verse 11. And I'm going to start reading because I know some of you here have the notes already. It says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Y'all still with me? Against spiritual wickedness, where? In high places. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quit all the fiery dots of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication. For all saints. Now, I know I read that out of the King James Version, but I want to read it out of the contemporary version, if you don't mind. Look up at the screen if you don't have it in your, you know, you don't have the app. You, you can download it and get it. But it says, put on all the armor that God gives. See, God done gave you some armor, right? So you can defend yourself against the devil's tricks. We are not fighting against humans. Y'all see that? We are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. So put on all uh, the armor that God gives. Then when the day, that evil day comes, you will be able to defend yourself. And when the battle is over, you will still be standing firm. Oh, I like that. Somebody say, when the battle's over, I'll still be standing firm. Ooh, I like that. Now, look what it says in verse 14. Be ready. Somebody shout, be ready. Let the truth be like a belt around your waist. And let God's justice protect, your, protect you like armor. Your desire to tell the good news about peace should be like shoes on your feet. Let your faith be like a shield and you will be able to stop all flaming arrows of the evil one. Let God's saying power, saving power be like a helmet and for a sword use God's message that comes from the spirit. Look at this here. Never stop praying, especially for others. Always pray by the power of the spirit. Stay alert and keep praying for God's people. I want to speak from uh, a, a subject today, the battle for the family. Say that with me, the battle for the family. Yeah, we're talking about the family this week, and we know that winning is the key in 2023, but I want to talk about the battle for the family. Last week, I talked about fight for your family, but I want to talk about the battle for the family. As we begin this message with our uh, focus on the family, there will be several matters to consider. First of all, we must understand that the family is the foundation for all of society. When the family fails, the community fails. When the family fails, the schools fail. When the family fails, the government fails. When the church fails, uh, when the family fails, the church fails. Are you following me? But our focus this morning is not on the community, is not on the schools, is not on the government, but the impact that both church and family play on each other. That when you have a strong family, you have a strong church. Right. 
that when you have a church with strong leadership, strong biblical teaching, then it equips the family to be able to impact society. Are y'all hanging with me this morning? But somehow the church has forgotten her mission to teach and not entertain. To preach and not pimp the pews. To save and not jive. To anoint and not disappoint. To sing and not showboat. To help and not hinder. To speak on sin and not perpetrate it. To help the needy and not turn them away. The preacher must preach the word and not distort it. Can you say amen? amen? He must lead the sheep and not lay down with them. He must encourage getting, giving and not trying to uh, be, try, not trying to get paid. Can you say amen? amen? He must be a herald and not a heathen. He must speed or spread the gospel and not spread gossip. He must lift up the bloodstained banner and not his own ego. See, Satan has a job and it is to destroy humanity. But he never starts with the president. He never starts with the governor. He never starts with the mayor. He never starts uh, with, the, with, 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 with the council. He never starts with the pastor. He starts with the home and goes straight to the leader, which is the father. Why the father? Why the father? I'm glad you asked because he is the hub of the family. If he gets the father, he gains access to the family. Y'all not ready this morning. I'm ready. Hallelujah. I'm not going to wait on you. I'm not going to wait on you. Satan does not care whether the father is in the church or not. If he can get the father to step out on his wife and spend his paycheck on liquor and crack and clothes and cars, then he has done his job. So if the father is in the church, he must be getting the word in order to impact his family. The father's focus must be on salvation and not skirts. Can you say amen? His focus must be on maturity and not Motel 6. His focus must be on grace and not greed. But in this culture today, the family is in a hostile environment. The enemy is the direct result of a hostile environment. And the primary purpose is to make the family feel uncomfortable whenever the hostility might be taking place. Can you say amen? So how you how you ever be, have you ever been in a place where you are you you are made to feel unwelcome? One of the Bible uh, characters who experienced hostility was David. After the invasion of Ziglag by the Amalekites, uh, the people needed someone to shift the blame on. Mm-hmm. And David was the scapegoat. For the people spoke of stoning him. David, however, did not dwell on the problem. Instead, he, first of all, encouraged himself in his God. And then he sought the Lord for direction. 
And then thirdly, he followed God's direction. When your family is in trouble, don't wallow in defeat. Don't try to shift the blame on other family members. Just do what David did. What did David do, Bishop? Well, he did three things. He encouraged uh, his family in the Lord. And that's what you got to do. I got to encourage my family in the Lord. Say it with me. I got to encourage my family in the Lord. Number two, you got to seek God's direction for your family. And number three, then you got to follow that direction. Amen. And this is the thing. The breakup of the families is perhaps, my God, the most dangerous of the enemy's strategy. He has managed to redefine the word uh, to contradict God. Yes, that's his job is to contradict God. And act like God don't know what he's talking about. He wants to, my God, take the word and dilute it and pollute it so that you can't really see God's best for your life. That is his job. And men are now getting married to each other as well as adopting children. And therefore, women are doing the same thing. That's the enemy's job is to, my God, contradict God. Can you say amen? The rate of divorce is climbing up, and even Christian homes have also been invaded. The lack of men in most churches is creating jealousy and insecurity in many Christian homes, which is, in many cases, have resulted in separation and divorce. You see, there is a battle going on with our families. Family problems range in different degrees. Some uh, arise when God's chain of command for fam the family is broken. And nowadays, the domineering spirit, which is the spirit of Jezebel, is invading families and more domineering personalities are surfacing in many wives. And whenever the husband failed to be the head as commanded by the Lord, such is providing for the family and problems often develop. When we are not in our rightful place, we are going to suffer and have problems. America our men are not in their rightful place they're chasing after the wrong things instead of becoming God chasers it's time to turn this thing around and be a real man the most real men that I've ever seen are men of God are men of the holy word men that serve God men that ask my God God where do you want me to go and where do you want me to be can you say amen the reason the why we're having all these problems is that we have leadership that's out of order. When it's out of order, then you don't expect nothing but disorder. Uh, disorder. Can you say amen? Yes, I know that what I'm saying may not be popular right now, but I'm telling you that there's a battle in the family. There's a battle over our family. And if I were you, I would get myself together and let me tell you this part. Your wife is not your enemy. Your your husband is not your enemy. The enemy is our enemy. Stop fighting against one another. You tell the devil, my wife is not my enemy. My husband is not my enemy. The devil is my enemy. 
Kick the devil out of your house. Kick the devil out of your resources. Kick the devil out of your spirit, out of your mind. Out of Get that devil out of there. Can you say amen? Look down your room and tell say, kick the devil out of your house. Hallelujah, he's trespassing over your house. He's been trespassing this week. He's been trespassing this month. He's been trespassing this year. It's now time for you to get mad and get angry. The Bible say, be angry and sin not. There's a time to get angry. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, because we might serve it divided, but divided, take it by force. It's time for us to take what God has said that he has in store. Of us. Look at somebody say, I'm about to take my stuff. I ain't taking it off the devil anymore, but I'm about to take my stuff back. Hallelujah. Go and get your anointing back. How do you let the enemy talk you out of what you know that God has promised you? All the promises of God are passing you by because you let the enemy distort the way that you see what God's word is saying. There are a few of us, we ain't taking it no more. Oh, I mean that. We're not taking it anymore. The devil is a liar. He, he got a fight on his head now. Hallelujah. Give somebody a half I said, I'm not taking it no more. Oh, I feel God all in this place. Now, there are three quick points that I want to leave you with that I truly believe will strengthen the family and allow it to be God's chosen institution for humanity. Are y'all ready? Number one, the family must have power. Say that with me, the family got to have power. Since we in this battle together, we got to have power. If you sit beside a family member, tell them, say, we got to have power. Tell them, say, we got power to fight against the devil, not power to fight against each other. God didn't give us power to fight one another. He gave us power to fight against the enemy, to pull down strongholds that try to come up in our home, in our household. Can you say amen? You don't believe me? Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So first you will have dunamis power which is explosive power given then to that we might go out and conquer the world for Jesus Christ. Amen. But second, I feel the most important, he said, you will have exousia power. Now this is dunamis power with authority. Say that with me, dunamis power with authority. So now I have the power and authority to tell Satan to back up off my family. You see, Satan has power, but he doesn't have authority. Like back in the Western days, both the good guys and the bad guys had power in the form of a six-shooter. But the bad guys is illegitimate because he have power but no authority. Now the sheriff not only have power,
power, but he has authority. He had the power of the six shooter, but he also had the authority of the badge. And the badge meant I got all of the state. I got all of the nation backing me up because I got authority to use the power that I have. Would you look down your road and tell somebody, I got authority to use the power that I have against the devil. I'm not taking it off of him anymore. Not only do I have power, but I have authority. Oh, I thought I was talking to the right church up in here this morning. So the family got to have power. Christians, you not only have dunamis, but you also have azusia. In order to call things as though they were. You can look at a thing and it might not look right, but God says, speak like you want it to be. I just wonder, is there some people that got some things that need to speak like you want it to be? It's not quite like you want it to be right now, but it, can you get up enough spirit, enough something, enough gumption to speak like you? Oh, let me talk to y'all over here. Do you have something that you need to, it's not like you really want it to be, but would you just take that authority right now and speak that thing like you really want it to be and how, how you want it to turn out over here, girl? How, what, what, what you say about it back there? What you got to say about I want to speak. I got to have enough authority in me to look at it at a raw green state and speak it like I want it to mature. Look at somebody. I'm just getting started. It's not the way I want it to be. But oh, it shall be just like I say it shall be. Because I'm going to speak those things that be not as though they were. It is so. It is done. It's already happening. Because I say so. Can you say amen? I told y'all we're gonna wait on you. All right, okay, okay. All right, okay. So you have the authority to tell the devil to back off your wife and back off of your children. You have the authority to tell Satan to stay away from your finances. See, right now, I don't need my money getting funny right now. See, with where God taking me, I don't need my, my money to be strange right about now. I need to send my money on assignment because I wanted to come back multiplied. I wanted to come back with something that I know that's going to bless my socks off. I wanted to come back with something that's going to blow my mind. Slap somebody high by and say, send your money on assignment. Find your new neighbor and tell them, say, send it on assignment. I need my finances to make a shift. 
Come on, take your hands out. I need my finances to make a shift. Come on, dude. I needed to make a shift in the right direction. I need to make a shift upward. I need to make a shift forward. Tell him, say, now, look at him and say, now you want to know why? Tell him, I got some things to do. I got an assignment and I need the provision for the vision that God showed me. Now somebody ought to give God praise right there. If you got a vision, if you got a vision, you ought to give God a praise offering right there. If you got a vision, if God gave you, hey, hey. Somebody shout, I got a vision. Hallelujah. So you have power and authority to tell Satan to leave your physical body alone. Ooh, I hit something right there. Somebody walked up in here not whole. Somebody walked up in here sick. Somebody walked up in here with a bad report from the doctor. Somebody walked up in here feeling a little pain. But you have power and authority. You have dunamis and azusia. You have power and authority. You have dunamis and azusia that tell your body that God has already healed me. And I will, I said I will, I will walk in my healing. Yeah! I said with him, the family must have power. Come on, look at somebody say, your family got to have power. And my family got to have power. All right. Number two. Y'all sit down. Number two, the family must have prayer. Proverbs 15 and 8, look at this. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. Everybody talking about they sacrifice. Well, wait a minute. What kind of sacrifice are you giving? But the prayer of the upright is his delight. God said, I don't care what you can give me or give up for me. But if you would just pray, that'll be my delight. So for somebody in here, it's time for you to turn your prayer life up another notch. Because the prayer of the upright is his delight. So in other words, when you pray, it summons God to come to your rescue. In other words, God loves it when you talk to him or you ask him for something because he knows he can do it all. God said, quit asking everybody else and ask me. I like that Proverbs 15 and 8. Where, where, the, where my word lovers in here? Where, where the folk that love the word? 
You didn't like that one? Okay. Matthew 21 and 22. He says, in all things. Ooh, 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 ooh. What's up? You should ask in prayer. Believe in you. Shall. Might. Shall. Receive. When I pray. And I believe. He said I shall. Receive. This week. This day. This hour. If I pray. And I believe. I shall. Receive. Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? A family must have prayer. Not only do you got to have power, but you got to have prayer. Look at this hymn right here. Acts 6 and 4. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. That's why people don't like you. You always talking about praying and you always talking about that old Bible. That's why they don't like you. But the Bible says continually. See, I don't make my mind, I'm going to continually be in prayer and continually be in the word. If I ain't in the word, I'm going to be praying about it. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to show you that the family must have prayer. James 15 and 16. Look at this what he said. But the prayers of the righteous ooh, don't do nothing. Prayers of the righteous just fail every time. is wishful thinking. Prayer of the righteous for other folk. No, the prayer of the righteous are very much. In other words, prayer can do what you can't do. Very much, it can do more than what you think you can do with your little finite mind. Have of a righteous man available. So, uh, listen, the family gotta have prayer. Quit minimizing prayer, quit downplaying prayer, quit putting prayer down. Well, you know, the least we can do is pray. No, the most we can do is pray. Because the prayers of the righteous. The most we can do is pray. Don't let me hear you say it again. The least we can do is pray. That ain't the least. Prayer can act as both a defensive and an offensive weapon. Did you know that? As an armor, Jesus said, watch and pray. 
that ye enter not into temptation. Is that what he said? So prayer forms a hedge around a praying Christian. So what the devil wants to do, he can't do, because prayer done built a hedge around. Y'all ain't getting as happy as I'm getting. He wanted to take you out three years ago. But prayer was a hedge. He wanted to take you out last month, but prayer was a hedge. He been talking about you and want to just kill you all together, but prayer was a hedge, a defense all around you. Only reason why some of us still here, somebody was praying for us. Man, if prayer did service as a barrier for the enemy to take us out, we'd have been out of here a long time ago. But somebody mama, somebody daddy, somebody grandpa, somebody grandma, somebody sister, somebody brother, somebody, somebody co-worker was praying for you. And God saw fit that the enemy couldn't do what he wanted to do. Jesus said, Listen here. He wanted to sift you as we. But I was. Family got to have prayer. Come on, say it, Family got to have power. And the family got to have prayer. Power and prayer. So it serves as a defensive and an offensive weapon. Are you hearing me? So as an offensive weapon, prayer is the key for binding demonic spirits and loosening their victims, which is the family. So as an offensive weapon, when you pray for your children, when you pray for your sons and your daughter, what the enemy might have them in there in his grips or about to get them in there, and it, my God, he's getting closer. But prayer put a distance. As an offensive weapon, it calls almost deep money forces not to be, to be non-effective. All because you pray. Come on, say, when we need prayer, my family. We need to be a family of prayer. I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, you and me, you, you folk that are married, you and me having all these problems if you just start praying. Say, every time we start arguing or having intense fellowship, we're going to stop and pray. That'll put the devil to flight every time. Every time I get upset, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pray. I ain't going to even let it get that far. Oh, y'all got quiet on me then. Because, see, you still want to argue. That flesh still want to get them. That flesh still want to argue. Uh -uh, I got to complete my point. I got to get this out of me. No, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to pray. 
I'm not going to talk out of the flesh. I'm going to talk with the spirit. Well, I just knocked a whole lot of Christians out the boat right there. So prayer is the key for binding demonic spirits. What's up when we bind on earth? Hallelujah. Y'all better learn how to, you know, uh, spiritual warfare. You better learn how to fight. And so when the enemy got your family captured, they become his victims. They can be loosened by the power of prayer. Everybody looking good at church ain't praying. Everybody that running their mouth like a motor ain't got no power. The family must have power. The family must have prayer. And then thirdly and finally, let me go hold it on and let y'all go to the house because I, I, I feel that some of your stomachs are rumbling right about now and you're a little hungry. Don't overlook the power of praise. I got to have Power, which comes from the Holy Ghost. And then I got to have prayer. That's my communication with God. And then don't overlook the power of praise. See, when we praise God, then we are telling Satan that we believe the victory is done. See, folks wonder, why y'all always kind of, you know, dancing and running and all that stuff? What we are doing is what we're already celebrating that it is already done. Yeah. See, wait a minute. We're not praising for it to be done. We're praising him because we are saying that it's all, y'all, some of y'all missed it. Look at somebody and say, my praise, my praise. is because it's already done. Tell me, I may not see it in the physical yet, but in the spirit, as far as I'm concerned, it's already done, and my natural can catch up later. But right now, in my spirit, it's already done. So we may not be able to see it right now, but it's done. See, what you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that Praise is my weapon. Please look down your row and tell them, say, neighbor, praise is my weapon. Praise is a weapon that every father got to have. Praise is a weapon every mother needs to have. Praise is a weapon Every son need to have. Praise is a weapon that every daughter need to have. Praise is a weapon every adult need to have. Praise 
is a weapon every child needs to have. And as quiet as it kept, praise is what you should do when you are going through. Can you say amen? Praise him when you're going through. Look down your row and tell everybody, praise him when you're going through. Praise him when you don't know what else to do. Praise him when you don't see your way. Praise him when you think you're having a bad day. Praise him when it's good. And praise him like you should. And if you don't know whether or not you should praise him, the Bible says that everything Why? 
family need praise. Our family need this. My family need this. Your family need this. Shout glory.